Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Did you bring any wine? <laughs> and the amazing Chris Randazzo. Bitch went nuts. <laughs> and as a special guest, the fantastic Angie Fernot. I know a killer when I see one. We here on this week's episode talk television. This was my choice this week. I chose Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. But we are probably going to talk about the whole season. So before we get into that, here is your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest the show. Now that Game of Thrones is over, TV is done, I think, right? That's how it goes. It's over. No more. No more TV. HBO is over. (laughs) So, guys, there was a lot of hullabaloo on the internets about this show. (laughs) There was. I didn't notice. I wasn't there. (laughs) Smart man. I I mean, didn't you straight up leave the internet because of the hullabaloo? uh, For a a number of factors. But yes, Game of Thrones hullabaloo was a large portion of it. I I found that the internet has decided that you're not allowed to enjoy things anymore. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, that's been a while now. That's been a while in the making. Um, Well, I mean, you, you can still enjoy Stranger Things. But for now, I can just about guarantee that's that's next on the list. Well, Season when we talk about a news, there's a news article inferring that they're going the way of the dark side, and we will talk about that later. Um, so the reason I asked Anne John is because she did a full rewatch from stem to stern season one episode one and literally stem to stern right hear that every day Mm. i'm old (laughs) how's it going grandpa exactly (laughs) and she literally just finished watching the final episode as we started recording so i i'm just gonna say my thoughts real quick i was okay with just about everything only thing that upset me was that the most sensible character in all of this show was a damn dragon at the end who said no this is the evils i'm gonna get rid of it and destroyed the throne everybody else was pretty much just winging it is i'm pretty that sure what the dragon did? said I mean, that's what I heard. Did you not have subtitles underneath yeah the subtitles were just I love how in, in this whole like aftermath that everyone has their own opinion about what the dragon was thinking. Like when number one dragons are not real and number Shut two, these your fictional you dragons. Your tongue. These fictional dragons, who knows what they're actually thinking? Like, oh, he did this because of that. What do you how do you know that? 
Like, I, what evidence can you show me that says that's what was in that dragon's head? You saw there was video so, evidence of it. Here's yes. here's what I saw. All right, the dragon thought, "All right, mom's dead. I'm hungry. I wonder if this would be good if I toasted it." And we already he know he toasts John, everything, of course. And he said, hey, John, I'm going to toast this chair. Do you want some? John, misunderstanding, thought, I'm about to get burned alive. Boy, I hope I'm fireproof like my aunt that I just murdered. And then the dragon went, <laughs> toasted the hell out of the chair, looked at it and said, ah, I fucked it up. And then he took his mom and flew away. Just said, well, I guess I'm eating mom for dinner. And that was the end of the story. I, how did they find out that he that john stabbed her in the heart well because he's john snow yeah presumably he would have just been like guess what i just did because i can't lie there's a zero percent chance he didn't immediately own up to it you're like yeah raising his hand as he walked out of the room (laughs) i saw somebody it's a tumblr post today that was like what if he just like told gray worm this crazy story about how like drogon did it and then he flew off in a rage like he just accidentally stepped on her it was crazy you see that blood spot that was her I was kind of hoping that that was going to be the case, but no. So, the so I want to know what you guys thought because I've been asking a lot of people. What were your thoughts and as the show wrapped up, like on the show as a whole, on the final seasons? Because a lot of what I've been hearing, and I'll share my own thoughts after you guys, has been the typical oh my god it was terrible or you know we wanted something different or this or that and the other thing to the point where i don't know if you guys saw the whole like the writers were like why don't you want your own fucking ending then Mm -hmm. um you know and i i kind of agree with them on that but i'll get like i said into my part more what did you guys think of everything now that it's all said and done i mean look there's there was no question that there was a drop in quality like there's to my eyes, there was just a little bit of a drop in quality and not a huge drop in quality. I'm not going to say the show was terrible. It was still very much the same show as far as I was concerned. Mm. But, you know, there was a noticeable, like, difference in quality. I'm pretty sure the whole, like, all right, where did Bran go? Like, where did he go during the battle? He was just like, I have to go. And then they showed all these birds and I'm thinking, like, all right, this is going to mean something. But it didn't. It never (laughs) meant anything. Like, it was just like, okay, but where did you go? Like, you were gone at a pretty pivotal moment here, friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, they just they just didn't bother doing that. I don't think the show would have done that before. Well, Um, is, is it a drop in quality because it was rushed? Maybe like they had to get a lot of story out in six plus episodes because they were all heavy, long episodes. Yeah, I think Hunter uh, writes our recap, summed it up perfectly, where it's the episodes were too long and the season was too short. You know, it was both too long and too short at the same time. I think the whole like longer episode thing, it was neat for the episodes that they had it, but I would have rather they had more shorter episodes to tell this story than what they wound up with if you took battles out of this season the season was like 14 minutes long <laughs> like well there was also a lot of meandering i mean oh the, there's, there's a solid the five minutes of uh, Tyrion just <laughs> walking that. towards the camera and it, as the episode's airing i said to karen i hope this is the whole episode <laughs> i hope this is like it's the ultimate troll this is the entire ending of game of thrones is just Tyrion walking for like an hour and i said to him like what is this fellowship of the ring oh <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah. Uh, I generally was okay with most of what happened. Um, I feel like this is what happened. 
They had six seasons where they had books to go off of, and then they had two seasons where they didn't. And those two seasons, they were kind of like they had an idea of where it was going, but they kind of without the solid guide of the books um, left to their own devices, maybe made some choices that I didn't agree with. Um, And as far as the like length of this episode or the season, I keep hearing people say like, well, it was a shorter season. What did you want them to do? Like. I wanted them to have a longer season. <laughs> like, I mean, it's they pretty didn't simple. have to have a shorter season. They chose to do only you know seven episodes and six episodes because they wanted to like move on to other projects, basically because uh, the two guys are now in charge of something Star Wars, right? Yeah, I, th- I think, think so. so. And wasn't weren't these like some? I feel like I keep hearing that some of the people involved in writing this were the people in charge of the whole uh, X Men Origins Wolverine with like. Deadpool with his mouth sewn shut. So like, uh, I I'm I'm glad I didn't know that ahead of time because I probably would have went in with a different opinion on what was happening. Um, I don't know, man. I dug it. I thought it was I thought it was fine. I thought um I was really taken aback by Bran being chosen to to rule everybody, and then I was like, oh wait, no, that actually makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. They've they've been kind of building to that the whole time. All right, that heads up. You can go. Um, I think Cersei deserved worse. Um, but then, uh, as I kind of just dawned on me out of the blue this morning, like, well, yeah, but that was kind of like, that was part of, uh, Daenerys's punishment to herself was that she cheated herself out of a, a meaningful revenge by going nuts and burninating the countryside and burninating the peasants. <laughs> Good pull. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I still think she deserved to get killed by somebody. I was hoping that she was like still alive under the rubble and she had to like die suffocating with Jamie's corpse because that would have been cool. Um, <laughs> the metal hands just... flattening out her face. Yeah, I... that would have been just, that would just would have been awesome. But yeah, I I got. I don't have a lot of complaints. I know a lot of folks are talking like, "Man, it's even worse than the ending to Lost, and worse than the ending to Sopranos, and Dex. The worst thing that's ever been on TV. And everyone involved should really just be murdered and strung up the streets. And like they did the whole thing, like they did with the Last Jedi, where there was a whole online petition to have them reshoot the ending. Like, because okay. that always goes well. Yeah, that goes well. super well. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what? You got enough signatures. Congratulations. We're actually going to do that. We're going to spend the several million. dollars to do that yeah because that's that yeah never and also like seriously go fuck yourselves people like how very dare you this isn't your show nope it's not your show no matter how you slice it these people made this to entertain you and if you're not entertained you change the channel like i didn't like every decision i didn't love every second of star wars the last jedi but it was a freaking star wars movie and i love it i love the whole thing i love it as a whole just like i love star wars whore that's true. I am a cult. Well, <laughs> I don't love me the prequels, but I did defend them for a very long time. See? Um, Culty. I eventually came to my senses on there, but no, I think Last Jedi is a great flick. And I thought this was a good season of TV. Not the greatest thing in the history of mankind, but also definitely I've never not been the worst. The, yeah, definitely not the worst. I mean, like, I remember the last couple seasons of Lost. I tried to do a Lost do rewatch recently. I couldn't make it through it. Like, it's it took a serious quality turn, like, very noticeably. Yeah. I just don't think this happened. Like, yeah, there was a dip in quality, but see, but what, it ran the, for a long time. Here's yeah. the thing. When it comes to, you're saying a dip in quality. Where? Overall, maybe. But there are certain, like, standout, like, Peter Dinklage carried 
like performance wise, the, the oh, entirety of the performance wise. But I don't yeah. think the actors no. dipped in quality. I think what no, people complained, not. what I'm seeing in the dip in quality, the key terms that I hear are it was rushed or, you know, mm-hmm. I, or or basically the dip in quality has been I didn't get what I fucking wanted. Well, I don't care what you wanted. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I want to read a quote if you guys don't mind. Um, because I was reading an article about this, uh, just uh, heads up, before I actually watched the movie, or movie, the uh, show, and sorry listeners, but this no, is true. No, movie works. Yeah, it basically <laughs> felt like it. Oh my God. Um, I went online and I looked up an episode recap because I wasn't sure I was going to have access to the episode in time. Um did you did. look up one on geekade.com? Uh, no, actually, I did not. I was trying to find other sources because we go to other sources for this show. So um, I was looking for one that would like literally break down everything, explain it, and hopefully make references. And I found one that also linked to an interview uh, with Amelia Clark, the woman who plays Danny. Mm-hmm. And there was um, the guy who did this interview. He's walking with her and the co-executive producer, uh, Brian Cogman. And he says, um, and on his feelings in the show, he says, I still don't know how I feel about a lot of what happens this season, and I helped write it. It's emotionally very challenging. It's designed to not feel good. That said, I don't think that's a bad thing. The best drama is the type you have to think about. There's a dangerous tendency right now to make art and popular culture feel safe for everybody and make everybody feel okay when watching, and I don't believe in that. The show is messy and gray, and that's where it's always lived, from Jamie pushing a little boy out the window to Ned Stark's death to the Red Wedding. This is the kind of story that's meant to unsettle you and challenge you and make you think and question. I think that was George's intent and what David and Dan, the writers and directors, wanted to do. However you feel about the final episodes of this show, I don't think anybody will ever accuse us of taking the easy way out. And I really like that because when I've been talking to other people, that's how I feel about it. Like, everyone has been like, Cersei deserved worse. The reality is, like... Game of Thrones is not a show that gives people what they deserve in every instance. In some, yeah, we've been pretty pretty satisfied with the things that have happened to characters. But I really felt like in that moment, that was what would have happened. And if Danny hadn't made the choices she made, Cersei and Jaime wouldn't have been in the Red Keep at the bottom trying to flee in that exact moment. And it wouldn't have fallen down on the friggin' heads because it shouldn't have burned. The bells tolled. Um, and I just like being in a position where I did come back and rewatch Game of Thrones so recently, I do feel like there are a lot of nods back to the beginning and to things that, you know, viewers may have forgotten about. And I felt as though they, they really were in their way doing it justice. And if they had taken longer how many fans do you really think we're going to watch the last episode if the episode before that Danny died? You know, like I really think that having her death in one episode and then the continuation and the conclusion of the story was crucial to getting people to finish the story because I think a lot of people have gotten very angry about her turn specifically. And the reality is they've been setting that stuff up since the beginning. I mean, if you look at where she learned to appreciate and respect the authority and power that she could command, that started with the Darthraki. And when she burned a group of men alive. Yeah. Like she, that was the beginning of like, cause as you were rewatching it, I would pop in and out to see certain episodes 
And oh no, you're talking about the episode where she went back and she burned all the heads of the Darthraki clan. Yes, that's way later. I'm talking about like in the beginning, like the Darthraki people. You know, the her relationship was built on the first time that she was ever with um called drogo i think it was uh he raped her like Mm -hmm. that was you know that was how it started and then she learned to dominate conquer strengthen and overcome and the thing is like they say in the in the episode you know evil men die and we cheer her for it like that was Tyrion's line but the thing was it was slavers she crucified those guys the um the leaders of of that one city i can't remember bay it was it was it was all of Marine, it. Marine, Karth. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the Thraki Carls she burns. Like, they're all people that you're like, yeah, get them. And the thing is, she's still doing the same thing she's doing that she's been doing. Like, this is all, this has been her pattern. And now she's just like, okay, well, this time the people who burn, you know, their crimes are supporting the wrong queen. Like, in her head, I think it's really justified. I really believe that where she's come and where she came from have gone full circle and i felt like her arc made sense and i still believed in the character and her beliefs like i i didn't hate her the way i hated cersei i just felt sad for her i felt like her ending was more tragic than anything else uh can i yeah can i jump in here yeah (laughs) because i've heard this argument a lot and i don't disagree with you as to where she ended up like i i agree that that made sense for her character as a whole with the arc my problem is in the storytelling i when we when we watch the fifth episode where she makes the turn and the bells ring and then she decides no fuck it i'm gonna burn the shit out of the city i get i get everything that everyone has said about like why she did it my problem is that when i watched it it had a it was it was unexpected by me as a viewer and you know i did a rewatch of the series too i finished mine hmm, like a month before the sixth season or eighth season started which was a mistake on my part because whatever it should have been right up against it but anyway point is i'm pretty familiar with the show Mm. as a whole um and i still didn't see it coming and it didn't make sense to me and that was just a visceral feeling and a reaction Mm. and to me that is a symptom of a problem in the storytelling where like yeah okay that's where she was heading but why in that moment did the, was that choice made she was always a person who chose violence and always a person who burned her enemies and her enemies were always bad people in the past but she was never a person who didn't see that distinction between taking her violence out against bad people and just taking her violence out against anyone who is like at any like i mean there was women and children and whatever innocence in the streets and she just said nope everybody fuck everybody right. yeah but and she I was didn't, okay with I, that I, before too no no okay what i'm saying is i didn't see anything that happened in that moment where she made that decision why she said okay that's okay it's okay now uh, right. i just i it, yeah. didn't understand it like the like, choice because she sees the belt like you hear the bells you see her react she looks like she's gonna stand down and then in that moment then, when she makes the decision it's just like nah, why not yeah and okay. it just yeah. it just didn't make sense to in me in that and, moment and I, I agree yeah i wish that and i feel like if they had and i'm not saying like you were saying you know if her death was in one episode and then they continued the story in another 
Like, I don't even think that's the way, but there was something missing in the groundwork of this season that uh, I would have liked to have seen them lay that transition a little more. Mm. They, they, They hit those bullet points of like, okay, now John's, you know, her power is threatened by John. Okay, Jorah Mormont died and like she had all these misende was thrown off the top of the city. They hit all those things, but I didn't see the like, it was just major bullet points. It wasn't like connecting the dots mm. to me. That's the way I saw it. Tyrion made a comment within the the final episode about how she turned and no matter how many people everybody else has killed within that that minute or you know those minutes she quadrupled that number she she destroyed mm-hmm. a whole town but if you really step back and think about it throughout the whole season she has been the she has had the highest body count she mm-hmm. is not a a diplo- like they she always made it look like it was diplomatic because it was i'm freeing slaves or what but she killed and had her people kill a lot of people bordering outside of you know uh cersei and the was the the dragon's breath scene like Mm. it was right up there with that like when i saw and i get that i i'm not disputing that she was violent or she had a high body count or anything but the people she was killing were always her enemies and then somehow along the way her definition of who her enemies were changed and i didn't i was i just you she didn't bring me along that. on that yeah. <laughs> that decision process right so you know i i looked at it I, I i looked at that whole scene that didn't that didn't feel out of the left out of left field to me at all and and i get why it felt that way to to karen i totally don't disagree with any yeah. points that you're making but just my view from watching it was that's what she came there to do mm-hmm. like she had her mind made up from from the get-go she did not want to not burn that village that was look I get it. These people are are relative innocents, but they're innocents that hate me. And what we started learning at the beginning of this season is all those places that she went, like where she was greeted as a liberator or all that, like there was a crowd of people that eventually was like, she's the good guy, let's root for you. But then she went to the north and this whole everywhere the rest of the series has been taking place. And it's just like, now we don't want you. We're not interested in you. And she was not interested in people that weren't interested in her. So this whole place, King's Landing, that she's she's learned, no matter what, these people are loyal to Cersei. And she believed that by murdering all those people, future generations were going to be like, okay, yeah, she was right this whole time. And that was what she came there to do. And then she saw that she didn't think that what Tyrion's plan was going to work. She didn't think that they were going to surrender. And when she saw that Tyrion's plan worked and they did surrender, she was like, I don't get my revenge and I don't get my way. Fuck this. I'm doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Who's going to stop me? And then at the end, and now that's kind of always, that's, that's just how I looked at it. That's how it, you know, jumped out at me. And to the, the previous point you made about Cersei not, not getting bad enough, that's not me complaining that the writing was bad. That's not me saying that that was a dip in quality, that, that equating to the dip in quality. That was my personal one. And that's not mm-hmm. a, that's not a knock on the show. I just wanted to see her get it worse because she was awful. <laughs> right. I mean, I truly feel that the only person that got a good death and killing, like, that which was justified was the Mountain and his brother. Nah, Lady Mormont. No, well, Lady Mormont, that was, I'm talking about, like, this, oh, this, this. this season, like, when they were wrapping everything up. Yeah, that death season. scene where the two of them were fighting and they, you know, yeah. 
Wait, you're talking about the young the the yes. girl who step you didn't like her like no, you were I'm glad saying, she I died. Thought, I thought that the death she got, if she had to go out, she went out in a an amazing all right, way. Yeah, all right, I'll 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 buy that. Like, that was epic. <laughs> if all she right. had to die, did, I'm just sad that she had to, to die. die. <laughs> no, but the point was like they killed her, and I was like, well, first of all, like really, like of all the people you could have killed, you had to kill her, like the only real badass. But at the same time, like there was, I'm talking, there was competing badasses at that point. One of them had to go because Arya had to take front center say, stage yeah, as badass. But then Arya, yeah, Arya had returned, and honestly, I love San- Sansa's development. But the important question I really have. Okay. Ms. Oh, What's her name? Miss Sunday? Miss yeah. Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, she's dead. Yeah. Who yeah. the fuck is braiding Danny's hair? It hasn't right. it hasn't been unbraided. It's the same exact braiding uh, since she's... No, it looked pretty fancy when she went and addressed yeah. all this all the unsullied after the battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanna know that. And who made the Targaryen banner? Because that thing was huge. I'm curious as to how they decided who's in on charge. That for ages. Like at the at the very end of the episode. You got this whole clan of people that happened. I guess they became in charge because they survived. Like well, Brienne yeah, of Tarth a, decided who was going to be king. That was a um, yeah. uh, a criticism that I think Hunter had in his recap was like, why were all these more minor houses involved in this major decision? But my um, my counter to that is like uh, a lot of major houses were wiped out in yeah. these and all these that's battles. Left. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that what it was? And it's it's truly survival. These are the people that survived. Well, it's not only that, but the uh, the newer houses that would were not as powerful before that were now involved, like Tarly and Seaworth and Tarth, um, had major roles in this transition. Like that's what happens in revolutions: big people get wiped out, mm-hmm. and then like if you have a, a more minor player who does a big thing, like Sam with the you know revelation about John or Brienne's like you know heroics, they get to you know they get an elevation in power. Like, um, what's his face? Gendry, the, the, you know. Oh, Gendry, yeah. okay. Uh, uh, what about, what's his name? The Master of Coin? Like, yeah, oh, Bron. Bron. Bron like, He's great. How, I loved his character. I truly did. But all of us, what? What? He, because he, in order to pay, you know, pay the debt that was owed to him, he got Highgarden. So, you know, he was, you know, the Lord, new Lord Tyrell. Yeah, that all added up to me. Okay. I, was, I, I was just I, surprised I, to see who was sitting, not only in the tent scene, then at the table. I was like, that's the Onion Knight. Like, like I, okay. I felt like all those people proved their, yeah, you know, worth all, and like yeah. in this new administration, that's so to speak. A very good word to use. <laughs> like, who in the who the hell would le- is left? Like, who's left? Nobody. This is who's left to run. I also thought that scene with the whole council of people choosing who the new king would be um, was a nice visual way to show us like who survived all of this. Mm-hmm. That's also the place like, where they. Yep, here's everybody left. Not just the people that you've been watching following this season, but like, oh, hey, here's Robin Aaron. Here's Edmure Tully. <laughs> like, don't forget about these guys. They're still here too. Mm-hmm. Even if we, they do get told to sit down sit and down. shut up. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Poor Edmure. Now, I, I, and my final thoughts on this episode and season was literally the final I, i'm gonna go and i'm not exaggerating like the last five minutes or so of the episode where they were sort of just doing no voiceovers just showing where everybody was going and every you know how things were going to progress and literally set the table for every possible game of thrones 
sequel to come. What? Ooh, Arya's going west of Westeros. There's another show. What? Um, the Unsullied. And frankly, the only show I want to watch. <laughs> like Easteros. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I d- am I supposed to be okay with that as a wrap up? Or what I, else am, would you want to see? What? I, I, okay, so there is, for as hard as they tried to wrap everything up story wise, they just left all of those doors open. So they rushed, I feel, my personal opinion, that they rushed through this season to then at the very end of the season go, yeah, but maybe. Look, all they had to do was at some point have, have uh, Arya say, I'd like to see the world someday. Just one throwaway line at some point to make, because that makes so so much sense for that character. Like mm-hmm. she's not going to go somewhere and like settle down. She's off for adventure. Like she's what, like twenty one or something Ish. in the show at this point. Like yeah, she's she's off for adventure. Give that give that lady a boat and tell her to just just go nuts. Shuffle. Off. I love it. Yeah, shuffle. And, off. I, and but, I'm um, really okay with it. Like, but like now I'm curious. As to where she's going and what she's doing and whom she is killing, because sh- that's what she does now. Like her, the the whole family. Like John is wandering the 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 frozen lands, which is so why? great. He pet- <laughs> why where is he going? Where, where, where else, else is he going to go? He He's not going to sit at the wall. Like there's no White Walkers anymore. So like, what are they going to do? Just futz around and get Castle Black? Like, no, but that's what go. they were doing before. They were futzing around. I mean, they yeah, were they, they were keeping up the wall. There. there was a threat yeah. out there. Well, it wasn't just that though, because they didn't even believe in the White Walkers. They were really trying to keep out the Wildlings, and John basically was yeah. like, "Yeah, no, nope, we're, we're buds now." I was, yeah, I was happy to see out. When when the doors of Castle Black opened and and uh, the guy who wanted Brienne was Dormin! still Dorman was still My there, I, I was so happy to see him. I really thought he just bounced and said like I'm going back to the woods. I'm out. I don't I don't want the civilization. Then John pet the dog. Finally. <laughs> Finally, yes. About time he treated him with some respect. <laughs> right. I think so many people were so mad at him. <laughs> just like I'm walking like, by again. like by ghost whatever. Yeah, like it was the was the right move. Like yo, go go live where there's a yard to play in you know yeah. <laughs> but but where, where did time, what happened to his ear man that was during that the, was during the uh the the night king's I did battle not realize he lost it in that in that fight like, yeah that's all. what he looked like at the end when they then they showed him when they were like oh man we're not gonna get any of this battle with him oh hey look he he's uh he's alive and yeah oh man he got he got a little fucked up one of the complaints that i heard speaking of that that battle was the death scene of the 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 king what 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 is it? The Night King. The Night King, how it was so abrupt, and I didn't feel yeah, that I way at that. all. I thought it was I done perfectly. That. I thought it was yeah. great, especially because well, everyone drop. wanted everyone wanted a big sword fight between him and Jon Snow. I did not. Like, that's that's what that's what the internet wanted. That's what should have happened. He should have had a big big fight. He just went down like no. That's that's an assassination right there. That's what Arya does. She's not going to get into some big dumb. It would have been like, better if she was dressed as a White Walker though, just to get closer, and then pulled her mask off. That I would have. No, been I, okay. I liked her coming out of nowhere. I love her. Great. She's just like nope. Yes. <laughs> I, and oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Nope. <laughs> uh, the, one of the other things I will say, um, like just as far as like character arcs and their developments uh i think sansa's development was really interesting and one thing now chris i will reference hunter's geekade article 
um the he said something in it about uh i'm trying to find it in the art i have like too many tabs uh it was it was something about uh, when Sansa gets crowned because he's talking about this is something that I didn't actually get to see. I just read about this because um, I never actually got to see the very, very end. But when Sansa gets crowned and all of the Northmen are hailing her and he says, like, you know, given Daenerys's arc, their treatment of Sansa is actually a little chilling. And I love that. Yeah, because it's, yeah it's like pretty much what they've been fighting against this whole time. Yeah. And like all of a sudden you see that she's kind of and it's weird because I, watching her become this like ice queen basically like throughout her development i mm. loved how how strong she became but there is a part of me that was like girl you better watch yourself like see but i i, I understand what you're saying but what t what tied it up for her was exactly how she said it to the the, the group when they were nominating brand was there are too many men in the north that have pledged their their sword to someone else they're not gonna bend the knee again mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna make them mm -hmm. like that that totally yeah, her switched whole loyalty her power to her land was really um yeah i don't know affecting I but guess, it was it, but it was the way that like it was just that worship and the independence of their nation like it's just something that i wonder like if there was a future you know like of of like you know, a thousand or 500 years later, or even a hundred years later, like I kind of wonder what the North would look like then, because I'm not saying that Sansa would have gone down the same path that Danny did. I really don't think she's got that in her, especially with everything she's been through and kind of the way that she's overcome it all. But, um, their, their backgrounds are pretty parallel. They are, except for the fact that Sansa, I felt the way that she looked at things, she sat back and assessed in, in the cool, calm, collected way. I mean, look at the way they took out Littlefinger. It's true. Like, yeah, I, that I, was boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that That was one of the, and that had me on the edge of my seat too, because that, that lasted a few episodes. Like, they played that out. That was brilliant. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. And if you look at it, uh, if you look at Sansa from a whole series perspective, which, mm -hmm. you know, you and I can do because we did the whole rewatch because we're cool <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Cool one, like that. Susan won. <laughs> Susan won Sansa. <laughs> season one Sansa hated her. Yeah. Hated. <laughs> so, like, for her to go from that bratty, spoiled little bitch who only wanted to be a princess and live in the capital and blah, blah, Mary King mm -hmm. to what she became is like, the she became you a couldn't queen. ask for a better arc for her, really. Really, I mean, yeah. even though along the way Kinda terrible sucked. shit had to happen to her. Yeah, yeah, she had a couple of really bad days. This mm. yeah. she had a couple of really bad days. Fuck you! Oh my god, <laughs> she had a couple of bad. And if you really days. think you about it, him for me, Karen? you know, <laughs> I can't reach him. <laughs> Just the imp was the best relationship she had in the whole show. Yeah, yeah. So I know there were people out there who were like, "Well, maybe she'll get back together with Tyrion." And I was like, "That's not happening." No, but no. I guess I wouldn't be mad if it did. <laughs> no, I would not. That'd be great. Nah, she's gonna find herself her very own Ned Stark. There we go. Because she's like, yeah. I mean, she like, she's so turned into her mother. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved her mother. Oh, yeah. Kat was great. Do you yeah. remember way back when she died, there was talk about her coming back as a White Walker? 
No. I don't but remember that. But she was, a, in the books, I heard that she's actually, a, like, a ghost. Like yeah, she's, a she's some sort presence. of, like, revenge ghost or something like so, that in the books. That, so that, was, that was what people were talking about, that because of the books that she came back, and the show was not referencing her return, but then all of a sudden they had these undead creatures coming back, mm. the internet was like, oh my god, she's gonna be the Queen White Walker. I'm like... No, 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 no. No, they're not going to do that. I don't see that happening. No, no. I do have to nitpick one thing in that Night King battle, which is like, no one, no one thought, oh, our guy, our enemy's coming and he can raise people from the dead. So let's send everyone who can't fight to where we have all our dead people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no Wait. one thought that was a bad idea. No, no, no. I did. I, all right. I had a thing about this because Evan, when, <laughs> when we were watching this episode, I was like, really? You have one little area with a ring of fire? This dinky little bullshit thing with this crappy collapsing bridge? What is this shit? And I'm like yelling at this episode as if they can hear me, as if I know battle tactics. And I'm like, there's no hot oil at the top that they can pour on top of these guys when they're trying to climb the friggin' walls, like all this stuff. Cause that was like a legit medieval battle tactic already. And you know, whatever, put that aside. But then like this, this, the thing about them not moving the bodies, what I was able to like, you know, fangirl logic my way into this was they didn't have time because there's so many people dying around them. And they're trying to take on the undead, which is a tireless enemy. Like, they, yeah, no. they could have had, like, a bonfire in the middle. They, they were like, hey, toss the dead guys onto this. Like, I get that. I just felt like it was so chaotic that they just didn't take no, the no, no, That's not what I'm what arguing. I'm mean. saying, why did they send the women and children to the, to the crypt. crypt? Oh, that. <laughs> yes. That seems. Yeah. I know. The second they were like, oh, yeah. Hey, we you go only to the crypt, have I was like, one um, place where we store our... Mm, sort of freshly dead bodies. Yeah. Let's put all of our most innocent and undefendable people yeah. in that room. Oh, no, that one I totally get. I got you now. Yeah. I even saw a uh, an interview with Peter Dinklage where he questioned that. He was like, I thought Tyrion was supposed to be smart, but mm, I guess maybe not. Yeah, right? that's, that, that, <laughs> he, I he actually call that a plot hole. But no, like, <laughs> up until this point, the well, no, that's not true, because wherever that the first rising of the dead... Were there like buried that was bodies? North of the wall. Um, I don't know, but like I don't remember ever seeing like little groundbreaking corpses come out. No, they never. But it was just like whoever was dead there who yeah. was able to raise. Mm -hmm. And no, I mean that battle was that first battle where he raised the dead was not on a graveyard. I, how so. convenient was it that when you kill the Night King, everybody else dies again? Sort of like a vampire pyrrhic thing mm -hmm. what it, kill the alpha you, and then they all just fall down like dominoes that could have sucked really bad if it didn't work yeah you know <laughs> horrible planning so the real question is are we going to check in a thousand years in the past to see what brought this on or do we not give a shit about game of thrones now i need a break <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and need a break, but I'll watch whatever spinoffs they want to throw my way. I'm interested in what else they can do in the world of George R. R. Martin, but um, I am trepidatious about it considering, you know, the past two seasons and how I felt like I wasn't thrilled with how they chose to wrote write in this world without, you know, the author's source material to did, go from. Did didn't George just do a prequel? Didn't that come out? 
Or am I mistaken? I don't know what you're talking about. So I thought maybe I, th- I thought he I'd... had written a book, and like I was upset at the fact that he didn't release the last one. Like we got this <laughs> prequel book, and he, that we haven't gotten the last or last two. Right? We're supposed to get two more. I feel like he hasn't done anything since HBO. Yeah, I just go. I feel I anything. feel like at a certain point HBO was like. Okay, this shit is kind of going off the rails. So, can you just whatever this book, whatever book you have written, can you just hang on to it until after the show, so we don't have to deal with well in the book? Yeah, that's I truly I believe that as well. And they're like, here's a shit ton of money. You just go sit in your cabin and wait. Just keep quiet until the show is over. Uh, And now, like the show's over, and and, you know all of the books are going to come out. And yeah, so I'm not sure based on you know based on how I saw the last two seasons play out whether I am. I'd like to check it out, but I don't have a lot of faith that it will be as good as say the first six seasons were. I do now, however, I am very relieved that I can finally read these books (laughs) (laughs) because I read the first two, but like before I started watching the show or. Once I started watching the show, I started reading the books. But when I caught up to the show, I stopped. Gotcha. I will books not are- read the books until the series is complete, which means I'll probably never read the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. There it is. I'm never going to read the books because I don't really read books. <laughs> what if I it's don't a read video book. game book? Not even those? <laughs> oh, I read those. Oh. Uh, cover to cover. Not and he actually the supports them. Does fuck books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, there it is. Uh, eight seasons in a movie worth of Game of Thrones. So uh, we're all okay with it, it seems. Like, uh, it's thumbs up all around. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I have my nits to pick, but uh, yeah, overall, but, good show. You know, that sounded completely inappropriate. Honey? Yeah? How did you feel? I loved it. Uh, and I loved it. One thing that we didn't talk about that I will just say on an, an artistic note, the the production of this show was one of the most beautiful and impressive things I think has ever existed on television. Agreed. There's yeah, no, there's no shortage TV. of uh, craftsmanship here. This, yeah. I was Final constantly astonished by the dragons. The dragon visual effects just come because oh. you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for dragon visual effects or just visual effects in general. And yeah. like those dragons looked. Um, they looked like some of the best CG I've ever seen anything. And granted, you're doing lizard skin. That's probably the easiest type of skin to render and make look realistic. But doesn't matter. Like, even still, that's just super impressive. Yeah. There was a scene where they came, like, I think they were following John up the stairs to go see Danny. And then Danny walks through the oh, door the and there's a dragon landing or taking yeah, that off was pretty. That was pretty sweet. Oh, I got yeah. a chill when I saw that. Not yep. going to lie. Yeah. This, this episode amazing. in particular was, was visually stunning. I, I mean, granted there was a lot of, you know, like I said, looking off into the distance, but visually it didn't, it, a lot of times when they do that stuff, it feels like purposefully slow. I, I didn't feel that way. It just, it looked like they were just saying, "Hey, remember all of this? We still do a pretty show." And the stark Enjoy contrast, it. like the staring <laughs> off. Stark contrast. Ha, dang, I'm so, I'm so funny. I didn't even mean it. Hold on, let me write that down. <laughs> the stark contrast. Oh man. Anywho, um, yeah, the the contrast. Damn you all. Between King's Landing before and after Danny's arrival, and the way that she like approaches the Iron Throne and then doesn't even seem to notice the complete and utter destruction around her as she reaches toward it for the first time um 
I just, I really loved that, that because she's, you know, the mother of dragons, she's going to be the breaker of wheels, the changer, the savior, this, that, you know, she's all these things. And then she's in this, this ashen pile of destruction. And I just thought it was such an interesting contrast because we've seen how beautiful King's Landing was before she got there. And then what she made it, she ruined it. It was horrible. It was just, it was death. It was destruction. Um, she and never even sat in the throne. No, she didn't. No, she never got to plant her buns on that seat. <laughs> no. And, I wanted I to thought, see her sit and get cut like everybody else. I thought she didn't want to. No. Did you see the look on her face when she touched? She did. Right. Initially, <laughs> though, I'm saying like I thought childlike. initially she was like, yeah. She didn't. She wanted to do other things to that throne. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> That's dirty. But she wanted ouch. to polish it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Get your minds out of the gutter, kids. Jeez. <laughs> It's not what you say; it's how you say it. All right, so I think that's it. Are we? Are we? Are we happy? Yes, I could go I've on forever about this show, so <laughs> I need to stop now. I'm never happy. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a ball of sorrow. All right, no, I am. I'm thrilled. Karen, I'm happy enough. It's a good. <laughs> nobody's really that happy, so it's a good compromise. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Tyrion. Uh, yeah, special shout out to Tyrion. I mean, Peter Dinklage knocked it out of the park in this show, like. This is a far cry from the the, the uh, elf when he was... The, in that was a masterful performance, too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I've never not seen Peter Dinklage be Call amazing. me an elf one more time! <laughs> Ooh, he's an angry elf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. 
With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekaid.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some news. Uh, let's see this one. I, I, this is from uh, The Nerdist. Uh, we get the first imagery from the new Dark Crystals prequel. Um, it, I, I, it, it looks like the old one. Yeah, it's indistinguishable. <laughs> right? Am I am I wrong at saying that? Because it looks really good. I mean, I don't have like a ton of you know attachment to the original Dark Crystal, but it looks the same, like the same thing to me. Yeah, it's, it's same high quality Jim Henson puppetry. Um, it's Dark Crystal. Uh, the resistance and it's coming to netflix august 30th so it does seem to be a project being put together with love and care um i mean i i hope it's good i i i'm like karen i don't have much attachment to the original dark crystal i i never got to see it when i was a kid so i have no nostalgic connection to it and i'm sure i would like it if i watched it now i just haven't mm-hmm. um but uh it, it's one of those things that people hold a lot of reverence for, and especially with, with Henson properties holding a lot of reference for reverence for. Uh, and this new show is like, I don't know, on one hand, uh, I think Frank Oz isn't a huge fan of whatever's going on with it. But um, also, on the other hand, Frank Oz isn't a fan of much of anything, really. That's true. Uh, <laughs> he's a difficult man to please. And, and bless his heart. Uh, I don't I don't hold it hold that against him. But, you know, he is a pretty difficult guy to please. But it seems like th- this doesn't seem like some sort of cash grab kind of thing because Dark Crystal is is cult. You know, yeah, you could certainly pick better things if you were if it's cash you're after. Yeah, there's there's yeah, definitely other properties to go for if you really want to go that route. And um, there's just uh, there's something about this project that's just hitting me hitting the right notes for me. Like again, to you know to, to bring up my my Star Wars whoredom, like uh, <laughs> whoredom. I love the, that phrase now. <laughs> They're all, uh, you know, I, I you can't say that even if you hate the, the new the new Star Wars movies, I just don't think you can look at them and say, well, these weren't made with reverence for the source material. Like, even if you disagree with the decisions, like, there's no question that these people gave a crap about Star Wars. Like, that's true. All this, all this stuff that people were probably like, oh, what's all this? This, you know, that wouldn't have killed him with the with the Force thing or anything like that. And and uh, the, the Ryan Johnson's all like. Actually, in the Jedi Manual, which I fucking read cover to cover on this exact page, it says this is exactly what would happen. So jump off a cliff and die. Well, um, I, did he say jump off a cliff and die? Because that's no, pretty probably extreme. not. He's he's he's, he's a, a pretty good dude. He's, he's pretty good dude. Right. I'm just saying, like, I hope this turns out well because I love it when passion projects turn out well. You know, I love the new Star Wars movies because they feel like Star Wars, and I loved the new Voltron because it felt like Voltron, but in a good way uh, <laughs> uh it's I, I like it when that kind of stuff pans out and this looks like the kind of thing that's just being made with all the right soul because they're not slapping cg characters on it they're not making it a 2d animated cartoon or some sort of you know 3d cg thing with a you know talking aliens or anything like yeah, that they didn't they're, hire some goofy asshole to do a weird voice uh, exactly you know they're they're really putting the tax to this one and making a trying to make a good show or at least as far as I can tell. From what we can see so far. From yeah, I'm in the same see, boat so. as you, Chris. I never saw the the original, but this has me curious and makes me want to watch 
the original flick so I can actually see this because I looked at the cast that's going to be participating and I mean it looks like they're really they're getting solid people like everything about this exactly as you said it it looks solid it looks like a beautiful project yeah what did they say about the cast they've got uh representation from Star Wars Harry Potter Star Trek Game of Thrones Marvel and DC Mm -hmm. the only thing that they're missing Lord of the Rings and there's always season two so really, there's nothing from Lord of the Rings in there. That's what they say. Isn't there like, there's like a ton of crossover between <laughs> between those those uh, particular casting situations there. Mm. It's kind of surprising that one of them didn't pop in somewhere. But like, I, really, Hugo Weaving's not in, involved in this project. <laughs> he's involved <laughs> he's in, in the background somewhere. He's under one of the puppets. <laughs> <laughs> he just pops out, waves, then goes back away. He is a puppeteer. <laughs> So, yeah, it looks beautiful. Uh, we're going to keep an eye out for that, uh, like I said, August 30th. Next up from Deadline.com. This was what I was talking about earlier. Netflix Stranger Things teams up with Coca-Cola revives new Coke. Now, apparently there was, according to this article, Coca Netflix didn't take any money, or Stranger Things didn't take any money from Coca-Cola or something. Like, this is not... Uh, ad-based sponsorship. sponsorship so th- i think it's a great idea because this is exactly what where and when it should be happening they're not forcing new coke no, down no, our throat it's but... not a good idea to bring back new coke under any circumstance <laughs> yeah i so when i was reading it what i don't understand what, what happened so new back coke in the original? day like, there was coke then yeah. they came out with new Coke, which right. was a different recipe, and everybody hated it. So much like, so that they... it was worse than Crystal Pepsi. Have Shut up, Crystal had Pepsi. Crystal had Pepsi was fans. amazing. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, That's no. what I'm Chris, saying. Did you drink it had it? its fans. No, I didn't drink it. I don't like soda to begin with. Oh. I just know the ire. I know the feeling. <laughs> I hate this thing I've never had. <laughs> Well, I can guarantee you I'd hate it. I just wouldn't be able to distinguish it from New Coke and Old Coke. I'm just saying, I know what it did to people. Like, oh, my God. So, lives were lost. It was adorable trailer. Uh, it's like, it ties in, I think they did a reference of an old New Coke commercial and just put this, like, I can't remember the actual, if it was like shot for shot kind of thing but i feel like it could have been is that what we were watching it was a spoof on a commercial we watched before last week's show we watched this thing with um with new coke by the pool it was something stranger things related and we're like okay what is that didn't tell us anything about the show but Uh, if that was like actually some sort of take on an old commercial well that just makes a whole lot more sense i think that's what it was so it's cute it's it's more stranger things nothing about the show it's just a it's a coca-cola commercial it's really what cute it is. little crossover thingy so it was adorable all right um what's this from today.com <laughs> <laughs> squee first full-length trailer of okay see i've been saying dowton and that's not correct nope dowton <clears throat> dowton I'm doubting that's correct. Is it? <laughs> Boo. Get out. What, uh, I how do you say it, Karen? <laughs> Downton. Downton. I don't feel like they said it like that. With Maybe it was the English accent well, that I was hearing thick, weird. the thick accents. But they did uh, the, the trailer for their movie. And it, I, Karen, because this meant yep. absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> I know nothing. This was in there only for me. Okay, this is... and other, other. Uh, I almost said Game of Thrones. Other Downton Abbey fans. Uh, this looks freaking great. 
Everybody's back. Uh, Even the dead people? Yes. Get out. <laughs> um, They're white walkers. The, white walkers. <laughs> the Night King stopped by Downton Abbey. Uh, raised up, uh, what's her name? Poor Sybil. And, uh, so I have a question. Yes. As I watched it, I felt it was an epic moment when that dark-haired woman asked the old dude to come back and help. Yes. Why was that such a big deal? He was the butler and ran the house from the time that she was like a baby. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the series, uh, she took over as like, you know, from her father as like being in charge of the house and the butler dude retired. So he retired? She didn't like fire him or anything? No, 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 no. Okay. No. He was just, like you know, was old and had done his service to the family and... Uh, he wanted to, uh, him and uh, the, whatever, the housekeeper, like, shacked up together. Hey-o. Um, so, the premise of the movie is that the king and queen are coming to visit Downton Abbey, and, you know, <laughs> in this time, which I think it, this is going to be set in, like, the late 20s. I think it was. Yeah, so yeah. that pretty big deal requiring a lot of, you know, preparation and... You, you don't want to leave that to the new guy uh, who is not really the new guy. I mean, he was he was on the show as long as as anyone else. The old guy. But, but as it. the butler, he was the new guy. Gotcha. And then so she went back and got Carson. He hasn't been butling that long. But <laughs> everybody, everybody is there. Everybody is like um, um, Violet and Isabel are firing back their their little bone moths. And, uh, There's a lot of sassiness in, in this trailer oh as well. Oh, God, so. I'm so happy. So, so you're, I'm really you're, you're excited pleased. about this. It's going to be good, you guys. All right. There you go. From the fan of the show. There you go. Check it out. This one from bbc.co.uk. <laughs> There's another squee. They're back. The Jadoon. Jadoon. The, the rhinoceros the Jadoon, Jadoon on the moon. The moon. <laughs> They're returning to face off the new doctor. This is great. This, this is, is a great choice. I, I, the, I remember these guys, and I was pleasantly pleased to see. Now, okay, they do they look the same, or did they yeah. give them a mod, like an update? No, they look the same from this picture, from what I could tell. They yeah, look the same okay, in this picture. Because I, f- I feel like I'm confusing them with. The other dude that was sort of like, sort of like yeah, an the Santarans, yeah, potato, potato, potato. Yes. I'm the clever one. You're the potato one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> never um, question my Doctor Who knowledge. I, I'm not questioning. <laughs> never. I know better. Oh, he is. He's questioning the hell out of it. I heard him. <laughs> Chris, stop! Don't instigate. She'll yell at me again. <laughs> So we're happy with this. This is a good choice to bring back for... for yeah, it's for the... great. They were just in one episode. They have not been back since season two, I believe. Um, they were really interesting. They were self-contained in their story. And this is what I like um, is when Doctor Who doesn't overuse its villains. For a while, they were bringing back the Daleks every damn season. And mm-hmm. that like really reduces their effectiveness to me. So to see somebody we haven't seen in like... 10 years and these were like really badass characters yeah like, and they're not bad guys either they're just they're just, they're just well, like uh, space it, cops right yeah exactly wait, they're Martha police Jones, force like season oh wait, wait, wait you're season right it was season three, season three you're right yeah, it was okay. season three i mean you are the ultimate doctor who fan of this <laughs> i make mistakes it's been known to happen that's okay i'm here to question everything 
but we are okay with this. Thanks for calling me out on it publicly. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I'd rather it be you than the internet. Oh, no. I love you. (laughs) Hey, man, I I got in some trouble with our trivia episode last week, and I was able to fix it real quick right at the end, except for... uh, I made the I made the mistake. Apparently, people care about the Mets. Uh, oh my I don't. god! And uh, I didn't realize that the Mets do, in fact, wear pinstripes. They do. Uh, who who knew? Not me. I just picture Mets blue, orange, and losing. Like that's really all I know about the Mets. <laughs> uh, yes, that's their that's their new catchphrase. Goodbye, Mets fans. Blue, orange, and losing. Oh. <laughs> it was nice having you if any of you listen to our podcast we'll be sorry to see you go all right so when, when are these guys showing up does it say in the next season okay. which is you know might as well be forever <laughs> next year oh, it's not, it's so i mean sad. i remember at the at, at the end of last season when they uh used the daleks I was just like, all right, these these people can use whatever old Doctor Who villains they want. Mm-hmm. They have carte blanche as far as I'm concerned, because that was outstanding. And uh, well, Oh, like that the, was the one where it was out of the shell, right? Yeah, it yeah. was like the super right. like stealth assassin Dalek. <laughs> like, yeah, sign me up. Go nuts. You guys have my trust. Uh, all right, good enough. Um, next up, TVLine.com. We get a uh, trailer, I guess. I guess you'd call it a trailer for the new Star Trek Picard show. Um, lots of pretty imagery, apparently. <laughs> it's about 90 seconds long, and for the first 60, I was like, is this a wine commercial? Yeah, it's definitely. We we find out that Picard is now a, 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 has a, a vineyard. A vintner. He, he, he drinks a lot, I guess. Um, I mean, that, then, that adds up. That, that's, yeah. that's totally um, something Jean-Luc And then do. they end it with the question... Why did you leave Starfleet? Now, did, was he always an admiral? Did we find, like, at the end of the show, did he become an admiral? Oh, I don't know if that was on the show or in the movies, but, I mean, it, it happened. He okay. was, totally became an admiral. So, and then... I'm, like, 90% sure on that. that don't, don't quote me. I am... I like me some Star Trek, but I am hardly up to date on my knowledge. Okay. I, 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 Either way, it's the Admiral Picard. That's that really sounds. It sounds right, right? right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened at some point. I don't think it happened during the show, but I do think he was an admiral at least one of the the movies. I am not a fan of the poster imagery for some reason. I I don't like the Vineyard Star Trek logo. I didn't even see it. I probably should. It's... It looks like this. Haha. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I love it. Eh. Oh, that's great. I feel like uh, I'm so for this show, man. <laughs> I loved Next Generation when I was a kid, and I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how well it how well it holds up these days. I but I really loved that that show as a as a kid, watching it with my dad. Mm-hmm. Hot diggity dog! I am stoked to watch that. Well, there it is. Um, checking it. Does it have a, a release? Scrolly, 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 scroll. No, uh, end all. of 2019 yeah. is all I've seen. That's it. So we're gonna absolutely get more information on this as it you know as it gets closer. But for right now, we got a little teaser trailer and some interesting imagery. All right, this next one, Snickerdoodle. This is gonna mean something to us. Yeah, yeah. YouTube trailer for the new DC Universe original Swamp Thing. Now, first and foremost, I'm in. I like it. Looks really horror-y and scary, and I'm um and I've always liked Swamp Thing. Bit little too. 
this was being filmed like four minutes from us in Wilmington. So we, I met one of the, we actually, during we free met. comic book day, we met two, two people that were part of the, the, like the set dressing. Like he's like, when you see plants, that's me. And I was like, <laughs> dude, it's swamp thing. There's a lot of plants. I worked a lot. Good on you. And at my, where I work at the, at, at, at the Sam's club, every two days they would come in and buy all of the the catering stuff truckloads of food and they would all be wearing you know the the the, the you know the hoodie or the and it said swamp thing all over it so i was really happy to see how good this is this is looking like it's not um cw'd if you will <laughs> but i'm pleased with why it. whatever do you mean <laughs> there is no I, I i see no angsty teen um I will say that the trailer was a little, uh, it was a little heavy on the swamp, a little light on the thing, you know? Well, that's... Uh, the <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, that, that seems to be the intention, though. And I'm curious, uh, like, I want to know if we're going to be able to recognize parts of our town. Because we were seeing them at the end of filming. Like, filming started November of last year. Mm -hmm. So, I want to, like, man, I wish I'd known. I would have been, like, snooping around, which probably would have got me arrested. So, you know what? I'm taking that back. Maybe not the best of ideas. <laughs> uh... I I am pleased at the way this is progressing. I I am I I always liked Swamp Thing, and I tried. Oof, I'm going to say about a year or so ago, tried to watch the old movie. And I'm going to recommend that anybody that has fond memories of it just leave them there. <laughs> Don't revisit that. Um, Read the comics. The comics are great, and I feel like they are paying tribute to the comics, which is good. So I'm happy. And some of the Swamp Thing story arcs get really trippy. So I'm curious to see like which paths they're going to go down because you can do a lot with Swamp Thing. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a whole storyline about uh, the green and, and this sort of like this etherealist-esque plane mm -hmm. of good versus evil. And it's all nature versus man kind of stuff. Not just a scientist dude who got covered in chemicals, which was pretty much what the first movie was. That's true. But it looks Hooray good to me. Chemicals. Looks good to me. All right, moving on to the next YouTube page. I totally forgot that there was going to be a Jessica Jones season three. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Like I care. I, care. I want to see it, but like I think everybody's like, "Oh, it's done." Like I, Netflix I, is just shooting this out because they have to. I, yeah, and that's what worries me about this, though. Honestly, is the fact that like I want this season three i want to see where her story goes and you guys are right though since they've been like oh we're canceling this we're canceling that i was like well guess i shouldn't even bother with punisher season two guess i shouldn't even bother with luke cage season two like uh, uh you should you should <laughs> definitely bother with punisher yeah everybody yeah. says that but now i'm just like why because <laughs> it's great because it, it's because it, it's it's not it, again it's not completely open-ended you know it it finishes it's fine it's like yeah they could there's plenty more stories to tell but it's not like it ends on a big cliffhanger or something it's like Oh, okay. It's this is awesome. Good times, great oldies. I'm happy to have this. I also think that the final season of Jessica Jones is going to be good because like even though, you know, everybody's abandoning ship, they started making it before all that happened. Yeah, yeah, this uh, this okay. isn't Maybe Netflix because is it's released. The end, it'll be I'm better. sure they're not thrilled about releasing it because of 
you know, where it is and everything. But when this was being made, it was still very much like all these Marvel properties are pretty darn uh, cash cowy. So let's let's keep this train rolling. And didn't weren't they still in filming when they were canceled? So like they they knew the end was there. I think so. I think so. so. I mean, it would be really nice to get some resolution because I tell you. What we didn't get is some resolution in Luke Cage. And Luke Cage and Iron Fist are the ones that hurt the most to me mm-hmm. because, like, those two shows just did not end. They were they just kind of stopped, and that was really heartbreaking because uh, I really want to see where that stuff was going. Iron Fist, really? Are we really friends? Dude, I, did you watch? Did you watch two? the second season? No, because uh, exa- because the exactly. first one sucked so bad. <laughs> the right? first season is. F- hot garbage it is steaming hot garbage <laughs> by the end of season two it is unrecognizable it is i have never seen a turnaround like that my, before my favorite uh, comment ever to come out of chris's face was what you canceled it and you made me fucking care about this character <laughs> not not just me like i I thought season one was trash, but I still enjoyed it because I'm relatively easy to please. Karen oh, really? hated it. I was I like, don't twist. you dare ever bring me near this Danny guy again, ever. Yeah. And then by the end of season two, she was just like, but how want- dare you? More. <laughs> like, it seriously, it finished off, and I'm like, I care about where everyone on this show is right now. How did you do this? You know what? Like, I don't believe it, you. And not only do I not believe you, I don't care about Danny Rand enough to even give him the fucking time. Well, I what? hated season one. Like, I yeah, don't me too. often loathe a television show. Like, I loathed that. But I, I was like, listen, so what are you preaching to the choir. But listen oh. to me. You know how they did it? They put Danny Rand in the back seat and put Misty Knight in the driver's seat and Colleen Wing in the passenger seat. No way, really? And that's how they did it. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> now yes! you're getting me interested. <laughs> and to the point where like the show ended and I'm like, well, where's my season three where it's just those two? Yeah. That's because all like, I want. Ser- and then like with Danny Rand in the back, by the end of the season, you're just like, Oh, oh, I see where you're going with this. That's pretty interesting. And then when you see where Colleen is at the end, you're just like, oh, come on. Come on. Give me more of this. Like, please hook me up. It's I I almost want to tell you not to watch it because it'll just it'll break your heart. But at the same time, just from a purely scientific perspective, (laughs) like... I have never seen a turnaround like this. It is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. It like, it? It's infuriating how good it is. Yeah, like seriously, you finish off season two of Iron Fist and you just think like, okay, but why didn't you do this the first time? All right? Like, how did you... He doesn't tell anyone he's the immoral Iron Fist in season two, I don't Not think. Not once does it come out of his mouth. He does, he's just a completely <laughs> different character. He's just like... They make smart decisions, you know? Like, Does he have to do they, everything on his own, though? They no. let the women do things? Yeah, oh and as God. a matter of fact, Colleen start, tries to pull some of that shit, and Danny's just like, yeah, remember when I did that? That wasn't a good idea. You probably shouldn't did do that. Did you hear that. the and internet she's just when like, I did it? Okay. <laughs> and like, that's the great thing. Like, She's going to go off and do something half co- or like Danny's going to go, one of them's going to go off and do something stupid, and then the other one says, hey, that's a dumb idea. You shouldn't do that. And then they don't do it. <laughs> They actually listen to the other person. I'm like, that never happens in TV. No. Ever. It's always, nah, I'm going to go do what I want anyway. Like, you can't it's stop always, me. I'm you going after my monkey. Do. You're not my And mom. they don't go after the monkey. They just, they just, they just sit and they, ah. Kind of the Ace was a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Evan, please next door. Okay. Yeah, Don't next story before I go on a tangent about Planet of the Apes and oh. Mark Wahlberg and a All right. Monkey. So next up on oh, Tell Me More. What's on Disneyplus.com? There is now a goddamn website for it. Um how else are you gonna keep track of this? This is very true. Now, it's a it's a information trailer for a new Donald Duck. Well, not even a new. It's a Donald Duck animated I, series called. I couldn't watch this because I saw it at work, and I was just like, "You've got to be kidding me!" With all the properties to revive, okay. thumbs up. <laughs> now, the, okay. What bothered me the most is how the guy, I, and he's he's foreign to me, but the way he kept saying the Legend of the Three, I, I'm going to try Caballeros. It, it's it hurts my ears having a hispanic background it's caballeros mm. and it's completely back in the day i'm pretty sure it was completely racist <laughs> not 100 percent, but they are bringing the the it was a parrot and another bird and donald as like three musketeer-esque kind of characters and guys guess how much i care about this story it was the seventh classic Walt Disney movie it released in 1945 and now they're doing a they it's such a deep pull it's and deep I'm like cut do it man do it go ahead bring this back but apparently they, it's been the all over that, the place wait, wait, wait. already I'm sorry Chris this is the thing that excites you this here this story of all the I mean, things it's, it's like, not the only thing that excites me. I'm just saying, like, like, I love it when when Disney. I love it when anyone goes way deep into their back catalog and says, "Let's try this again." And of all the things for Disney to try again, this really <laughs> sign like this is so obscure. This is so weird and nonsensical. Like Donald Duck's in a very successful TV show right now. The new Ducktales show. Donald's a regular part of. So we're just gonna go ahead and do more Donald. Sure, sailor suit and all. Let's have it. <laughs> have at it, guys. Go nuts. Oh I'm like, God. I'm so on board so with this. So Chris, Chris is the video game slash really obscure old shit guy. Got yes, it. yes, he is. <laughs> really, the two go he, hand in hand. He's, it's very a, he's it's, a it's super really... animation nerd too. Wait, what character? I, I'm uh, yeah. He's a super animation nerd, so that's, that's where that comes yeah, from. That I, I adore animation and. Hand I mean, like, look, I'm playing like, Smash Brothers booster. right now, which is all about yanking obscure characters from from weirdness, and like, I'm just happy as a pig and poo. I love it when they do this kind of stuff, and I think this is a great. I think this is a great idea. And oh my god! Everything hold on. About, hold on. The 13 episodes feature Donald Duck, Jose uh, Carachia, and oh, I thought you were going to say Canseco. Panchito Pistoles. Yeah, yes. this was racist back in the day. <laughs> it's like making new Speedy Gonzalez cartoons. I, like, I, yeah, go I for it. Back. Do it. You, you want to do this? You want to do this? Do it upright. And you know what? Maybe they will. Maybe this is going to be fantastic. Maybe this is going to be like Punch Out for the Wii. What? <laughs> all right. So, quick uh, side note oh, about racism. Goes. All right. Punch Out, <laughs> so ridiculously racist. Yes. I mean, I'm talking. The original Punch Out had a Russian guy named Vodka Drunkinsky, an Italian guy named Pizza Pasta. All right. Glass Joe is the French guy because he's got a glass jaw and you can beat him and he'll surrender like super easily. Like, Punch Out is racism the game. So here we are in a cup not that long ago. They made a new Punch Out for the Wii, and you think, all right, they're gonna turn they're gonna turn down the racism. 
them a bit because you know it's not the 80s no no they tuned up the racism but they made it super authentic they're like what? yeah bald bull speaks like speaks the right language like yeah don flamenco is still like you know rose in his mouth flamenco dancing in the boxing ring but he's speaking spanish this time (laughs) it is absolutely ridiculous how they went completely like no they owned the racism and they made it wholesome i know old-fashioned wholesome racism racism. (laughs) king hippo is now a pacific islander oh he's always been a pacific Islander. no i know but now he's like owns that identity Uh, yeah exactly like they didn't even try to make him speak or anything he just kind of grunts at you <laughs> von kaiser is just like i mean he's like a super militant german guy with j- j- just short of a swastika it was incredible <laughs> owned that shit bear hugger the canadian like they didn't they didn't play up the fact that he was canadian but in this game he's he's actually wrestling bears and drinking maple syrup like <laughs> screw it own all of it bring it on with this three cob whatever the Tres word yeah, that one. I'm, I'm, I'm white as the day is the long. The series so I'm debuted pronouncing every on one of those Disney L's. Life streaming service in the Philippines, and uh, Disney Channel in Southeast Asia. So it's already out there. Oh wait, Disney Deluxe officially announced the series would be coming to the new platform in June. Oh boy, there you go. You're gonna get Thank more you of your, your Donald. Yay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't even know where. What IndieWire.com. Uh, good on Netflix. Netflix threatens Georgia. We'll rethink our entire investment if anti-abortion bill becomes law. Now, that's a big deal because they spend a lot of money in Georgia. Yeah, like you always see at the end of like a ton of shows made in Georgia. Yeah, and like, it's the Georgia peach and yeah. Because they have um, really good incentives, like tax tax breaks breaks for production companies. And they went and done screwed that up by trying to pass an anti-abortion bill. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, uh, good for Netflix for putting their money where their mouth is. I know we don't take stances on this podcast, but personally, I don't speak for this podcast. Just speaking for myself personally, I am on board with this. I'm speaking for all women. No, I'm just speaking for me. I'm I'm in agreement. I do think it's interesting though how um, at this point it seems like we need to. We're it's like hey back this corporation because they're gonna make a difference in politics now, not politicians. Like that's yeah, it's unfortunately not surprising. Like hey, we need Netflix to get Georgia to not be full of monsters. Thanks Netflix. Like. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, Welcome to 2019. Yeah. Everything is terrible. <laughs> what I also liked about this article, um, while other creatives such as Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams have yet to pull out of filming in Georgia, the two men have announced they would be donating 100% of their respective episodic fees. So due to the fact I think they're both working for HBO and HBO has not pulled out, they're like, well, I'm just going to donate my monies to support the right thing. Yeah, because at a certain point, like, you can't necessarily, you know, individual people can't just say, look, I'm going to cancel my project. That's going to put a lot of people out of work. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think about that impact, too. So, I mean, they're doing they're doing right by by them to, to take whatever money that they can and donate it to uh, ACLU or what's the other one? Um, Fair Rights Georgia. Like, that's just it. It's it's a. Uh, an impressively good thing so 
good on Netflix for starting that ball of rolling. Um, finally, from CBR.com. Now, I wanted, I want, I put this article in here because before we started talking about Game of Thrones, or before I picked this this episode, Chris had made comment about how uh, the internet had become such a dark and horrible place that he removed himself from social media and, and all of that stuff, and that's fully understandable. What I like about this article is that this is just shy of in direct retaliation to that. Game of Thrones fan raised. Game of Thrones fans raise over $25,000 for Amelia Clark charity. Now, apparently, uh, I didn't know this, but Amelia Clark has suffered a couple of brain aneurysms. And she has um, a charity um, that helps with this, that situation. And in retaliation to everybody posting about this is the worst show on TV, you know, doing the petition that we commented on earlier to have the 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 season rewritten like this reddit user decided to do a fundraiser and it was literally in retaliation to that as a joke okay and it snowballed and they raised over $25,000 which is amazing so i i i got to ask evan mm-hmm. have you been watching a lot of parks and rec lately no because you you you're speaking like Chris Traeger, you keep saying literally exactly Ooh, like. Do Rob I say Lowe literally? I'm sorry. Dude, you're you're like exactly and like Perkins. and Perkins. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's exactly like Chris Traeger on Parks and Rec, and you've done it like I don't know 870 times in this episode. Literally 870 times. And it's it's astonishing. I'm now, and I'm now very, I'm, thank you for bringing that up to my attention and calling me out on it in front of everybody, Chris. I will make note of it. Hey, it's TV. Episode. It's relevant. All right. It is TV related. It is relevant. Uh, And it's not a complaint. I was just curious because I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec lately. And you hear it, I don't. I feel as though I may have started him on this because I had gone and done uh, some Parks and Rec rewatching. I'm just hearing it subconsciously now. Yeah, I would just... I would just be like, and Perkins, and then I'd be like, this is literally the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. Or this is literally the most amazing day I've ever had. Is there nothing that Parks and Rec cannot fix? No. I swear to God. (laughs) You you will always feel better after you sit down and watch one. That's true. Um, So the... The cream, final comment was the fundraiser was kind of her, uh, the Redditor's way to let her know, hey, we stand by Daenerys. And then the hashtag has is currently, you know, we stand by Daenerys. That's like the thing. So good for them for raising, raising a I mean, huge I sum of money. I Amelia Clark, but I'm not standing by Daenerys. Oh, well, well I, one of the things that I love about the two of them, though, is that she, uh, like, she really... According to if you ever read about like her experience going through the aneurysms, like she had two of them, and I think it was in the earlier seasons of the show, you'd never know it. First of all, by the way that she carries herself, which I think is impressive, because mm-hmm. you know we, we've all we all have some experience dealing with some aspects of those health concerns. But um, it's also the fact that like she had said that she drew strength from that character, and then. Like, it became a very personal thing. And I think that Amelia Clark, from what I've read from her statements, had a very personal bond with that character. And, you know, the strength that Daenerys had was some of the strength that Amelia took from playing that role and then gave it back into that role. So mm-hmm. nice. I think in, in 
turn you know there's a part of her that feels like it like i think she said that when she read the script for the uh final season like she called her family and she was like is there anything that Danny could do that would make you hate her and they were like why are you asking us this like, like she was really, she's no, it. just curious so she said that she like went for a walk she was gone for like five hours i don't even think she took shoes she said she had blisters on her feet when she got back like she was an emotional wreck when mm-hmm. when she figured out what was happening in the show and i think that you know for people to be that connected to a, a fictional character even if you're the actress who's playing her I think that says something. So I think it's pretty cool that these people found a love of a celebrity enough through their counterpart that uh, that they could do something like this. And, you know, it it was nice. It's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a nice thing to come out of Danny going really bad. Um, touching off of what you said about her reacting to her finding out... <laughs> There's a video that surfaced online today of the table read of the final episode. Oh, with Kit. With Kit reacting to learning that he was the one to do in Danny. Oh, oh I, I couldn't. I tried to get the video to play when I was reading, and I couldn't get the video to play. So I just saw these stills of him, and I was just like, Yeah, <laughs> like, and he's understandably devastated. And then you see the video, like, go to the other side of the table, or she's sitting across from yep. him, and she just makes this goofy face and, like, slides <laughs> under the table. Yep. <laughs> so cute but that was because it, like did you did they explain the backstory in the video because he hadn't read it yet that was right. his first time yeah that was it. his first and she already knew yeah and so like it, like she's oh my god that was insane i was just like how like how do you get to a table reading and you haven't read the script yet like how do you even like the final episode of this like t- eight what is I don't know. I mean, maybe that's eight, some people's nine, process. That's crazy. Like wanting maybe to experience didn't. it in the room with the. Yeah, oh, he he did. He to. did. Yeah. I no. He he was allowed to. It like he literally says that he uh <laughs> literally uh, he <laughs> says that he wants to like that he wanted to have the first experience in the room with everybody, but like. I'm that part. I would have been like, nah, I'm opening that shit immediately. Highlighting the areas yeah, that you like, want to question. <laughs> no, 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 this no. shit on eBay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I guess, commending him for his ability to wait. <laughs> I would. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody in this group would have waited. So, no. yeah, it's one of the many, many, many reasons why I'm not a professional actor. Really. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. Awesome. Just, no, actually, I'm going to go with that's just the one. <laughs> it's really, that's the only thing that's stopping That's me. the only thing that's stopping him. All right, that people. Talent. <laughs> well, who, who's kidding? All right. Who needs talent, right? Who need that? I don't need talent. No. <laughs> but you got a spiel for me, Chris, because we're out of news. We're out of news, but I tell you what we're not out of is Spiel? me telling us that you can get in touch with us at malikeek.com, <laughs> as well as all... Flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. Or if you're super special, fancy in the Twitterverse, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. And yes, I have mostly left social media, but I do still check my notifications and poke around with people that I genuinely care about. So I do still post periodically so come follow me <laughs> come on come on over uh karen where can people find you on the internets shoot underscore the underscore moon and uh that's that's on instagram too right instagram and twitter wow. yes fancy and evan uh actually I'm... i lied that's on, on instagram i'm stm stitches oh oh well all right then 
Uh, Evan, what are you on Instagram? Uh, Geekade Evan. And what are you on Twitter? Geekade underscore Evan. Oh, there you guys. I was quizzing you. Yeah, I was going to say, sure you sound understood. like you're answering a test. It, yeah. <laughs> Am I? I think I, this th- is me. I think there's only an underscore in the Twitter. I'm pretty sure. I have to look that up. We'll we'll find out. It's there. You know, anyone who's interested enough to find you on the internet is true. To find out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and Angie, what about you? Where can where can we find you? You can find huh? me on Instagram at a for not, and don't look for me on Twitter because I won't be there. Fair Actually, enough. she is. You just I have to. Am. find no, I am on Twitter, <laughs> and I will not go. I refuse. I will not tweet. I just have to share this little bit of it's not really news, but um, this little story that I just found on Facebook as I was scrolling. Uh, SpongeBob is getting a live action special episode in which the voice actors will play human versions of their characters. <laughs> I heard There's about that. There's just a couple of pictures of like the actors in costume as their characters, and it's fucking great. And like Hasselhoff's gonna be there. <laughs> what? I'm in. Anything featuring the <laughs> Hoff, I'm in. I saw that earlier. I thought I, f- I for- guess I forgot to put it in the uh, the feed. It will air July 12th at 7 p.m. on Nickelodeon. I will put this in the news feed so you can add it to the links. Oh, my God. Our lives will be forever changed. (laughs) All right. There you go. Anyway, if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. Karen. Hi. It's your turn, right? Yes. What do you got for us? What's the homework? Uh it's it's we're gonna we're going inside unseen, guys. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh on Thursday. Friday. Friday, I believe. Friday's oh, the thirty first. I, I know what's happening. <laughs> oh yes. My favorite book in the history of the entire world has been made into a television show and it drops on Amazon Prime. Let's all watch it together. We're going to be talking about Good Omens. Watch as much as you can and we'll see where we get to by the time we record. So there's only six. So there's only six episodes. Six. That's what I was about to ask. All right. So season one through question mark, which means party. And you've got the weekend, so. Yeah, that's true. Do we? <laughs> I can't even remember. All right, there you go. There's your, there's your homework, people. Good Omens on Amazon. Check it out. I want to thank everybody for joining me this week. And thank you for listening and paying attention to us just ramble on about Game of Thrones. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm Bernadette in the Countryside. And I'm Angie. (laughs) Chris, you were supposed to... uh, Anyway, good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.